It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. And welcome in to tonight's AAA Insurance Post Game Show. The Golden Knights defeat the Anaheim Ducks 3-2 in overtime. Improved to 12-4-1 on the season. Good win for the Golden Knights. Let's head back out, bring in Dan Duva, the voice of the Golden Knights, to break this one down. Dan, marquee game for William Carlson, obviously the production. I would argue it started Monday in Colorado where I thought William Carlson was very good, but really it's the Dan Duva pregame interview bump, right? <laughs> like that's, that's what led to William Carlson's two goals tonight. I, I mean, I didn't say it, but I, I'll let, <laughs> I, you know, the thing that comes to mind is when Will verbalizes something to that extent. And again, the quote on the pregame that he had today, uh, first he said, uh, I, I want to be more involved. And I followed up and, and asked, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. He said, touch the puck more. But then the, the telling quote to me was, sometimes I feel like I'm just out there. And if Will Carlson says that, you know the kind of player that he is. If that thought has come to his mind, you know that in some sort of burning passion, he wants to change that. Sure. And so I'm not saying that it's therapy with Dan Duva here, but I wonder (laughs) if just for Will to express those thoughts out loud, um, you know, just that it's just I'll tell you this. Writing things down for me is very helpful in my preparation for a game. And it's tough. Okay, if I read an article, it might go in one ear and out the other. But somehow if I write something down, it sticks, right? It stays in my brain, and then I'm ready to use it during the broadcast. I don't know. I have no idea, right? Uh, But if Will said that out loud, it must be something that's come to his mind or at the very least was bubbling to the surface. And uh, he has been playing well. You're right, Ryan. Uh, the, The four assists in three games against the Avalanche. So good all over the ice. And that's what Pete DeBoer reiterated on the pregame show. He's so good at both ends. It's, it's a shame that we don't really recognize some of that defensive play more than we do. Uh, he's just all over the place. But you could tell in that first period when he had two scoring chances, he was fed the puck a couple of times. And they weren't transition plays where he was skating. They were both plays where he could kind of take a beat, pick a spot, and shoot it. Didn't score on either one. And then late in that period, he got a stick under the chin and was bleeding. Yeah. So after a rough first period, you wonder if just something kind of snapped into place and the goal-scoring prowess took off. And Pete DeBoer said it. Will is good for at least one of those breakaway-type chances each game. And that might be a slight embellishment, but he had two of them today, and he (laughs) scored on both of them. And, you know, it's you look at just kind of different contributors night in and night out for the Golden Knights. It's becoming more difficult to score on a regular basis as we can kind of move our way through this season. So you need those two goal games from William Carlson. You also need a two-point performance from Alex Petrangelo, who is seemingly finding that groove offensively. Yeah, he's now at the point, Ryan, where the number of games that he played prior to the COVID pause is the same after the COVID pause. And he's had different partners, of course, began the year with McNabb, and McNabb has been out. And, you know, a little bit of time with Martinez, but then Shea Theodore returns, and and that's where it's been. And you're right. There is something there, and I don't know if it's all about who he's playing with or if it's 
more familiar with the team and the coaching staff and the system overall. I don't even know that Alex could put his finger quite on what it is. But I think that maybe just that period of time, like I said, the the number of games prior to the COVID pause where we got to watch the team for a little bit, and then the number of games that he's played after returning from the COVID protocol, I wonder if if that is, um, you know, not something more than coincidental. Dan, we see the Minnesota Wild on Monday, fans in the building. That's going to be incredibly exciting. Uh, But the question I have for you coming out of tonight's game, did you see enough from the lineup, from the line combinations of Pete DeBoer to get another look, you think, on Monday? I would say yes, with the caveat of Tomas Nosek, and if he is ready to go, do you put him back in there? meaning somebody's got to come out, and that person you'd think would be Keegan Colasar. Meanwhile, Colasar got on the score sheet today with an assist. That line was on the ice for the first Vegas goal. And uh, sort of across the board, it was one of the better performances for that line. They, you know, Will Carrier looked like uh, the wraparound was going out of style with a few attempts he had. (laughs) And those guys were impactful in the game. I think that each line had moments. Uh, You know, the one line that compared to Monday that wasn't quite the same, you know, like Pacioretty had a couple of chances today, but Pacioretty, Glass, and Smith seemed more dangerous on Monday than they did today. Maybe that's a matchup thing. I don't know. You know, obviously Riley missed some practice because he got that puck in the face and so on uh, in that game Monday. So I, I would be willing to go back with the same group of 18 skaters in that configuration. But if there is a slight adjustment with perhaps Nosek returning, or maybe you give it a game. Maybe you see how it goes against Minnesota. And if it doesn't go great, then you can change it up for the next one. I, I, I could go either way, but I, I wouldn't change anything drastic. I think you'd kind of ride this for a little bit uh, and see uh, if, you can, if you can get some wins out of this configuration because they're 2-0. and you know, Dan, it's interesting you bring up Keegan Colzar, another assist today that's three on the year for Colzar. Like, I know the goals haven't gone for him. He's had opportunities. He hasn't found the back of the net himself. But, I mean, he, he's in and around. He's creating it. Where is he at just in terms of everyday NHL player? He's, he, is, is he pushing on that door to make it a more difficult decision on Pete DeBoer as to who comes out of the lineup when Tomas Nosek gets back? Yeah, it's hard to think that either Reeves or Carrier would come out. Mm-hmm. You know, and part of that is just the personnel. You know, Colasar told us during the broadcast today that he had really never played center until last year. He's natural right wing. And he has now played center for a couple of games. There's added defensive responsibility when you play center. I think the Knights were somewhat reluctant to put him in that position initially. That's why we saw him on the third line on the wing and Nick Waugh as the fourth line center, right? You could have left Nick Waugh on the third line on the wing and allowed Colasar to play center. But, you know, something that he showed them said, hey, he can play fourth line center. And, you know, I mentioned not that center is all about faceoffs. There's more to it. But he did win six out of eight draws on Monday. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that there are a few possibilities there. I you know, there's nothing that Will Carrier or Ryan Reeves have done that warrant them coming out of the lineup. Um, is Tomas Nozick, who, remember, was a scratch over the summer during the playoffs. There were times where he was not in the lineup, 
Has Kolasar overtaken Nosek? Do you need Nosek does a lot on the penalty kill, but PK has done pretty well right now. Uh, so it's a tricky thing where I wonder if they're biding time. Like Nosek probably could have played today if he's there. If he's been practicing, he didn't have an injury. He, he was in COVID protocol. Um, does it take a couple of practices to get back to game speed when you've been out? Maybe it does. Or maybe they just wanted to give more opportunity to Kolasar. I'm really not sure. I don't know. That's really speculation. But uh, I think that Keegan has uh, earned a, a spot in the coach's lineup from a trust standpoint. But it can often be just a numbers game. And, um, you know, is, is he someone that uh, is suitable to remain on the taxi squad and you plug him in? Um, or, you know, is, or has he earned a spot over, say, Tomas Nozick? I, I really don't know. I'm, I'm kind of thinking out loud here, as you can tell. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that he's done a lot of, of good, right? Like, he's, he's in and around the play. He's, he's really making some good reads in the offensive zone. I'm noticing him making smart plays in the defensive zone. So, for me, I, I just I like the fact that he's in and around things and seemingly gaining confidence every single time he plays. Yeah, and, and there's there, that's good for him individually, and I, I don't take that away at all. The other thing is that that line has not scored any goals. You yeah. know, Tomas Nosek had exactly one, and it was in the first minutes of the first game of the year. Reeves has none, Carrier has none, Kolasar has none. And while you don't expect a ton of production from your fourth line, let's remember that last year Carrier scored seven, Reeves scored eight, Nosek scored eight. So that's not a lot. But it's a heck of a lot more than zero. So, like, you got to get something out of there. And if Nosek is the, the more talented offensive player, I, again, I don't know. They've been winning. They're in first place. So uh, maybe you don't upset the apple cart there. But at some point, you're going to wonder where the goals are coming from uh, at that part in the lineup. All right, Dan. As always, thank you for joining me here on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show. And we will talk to you on Monday with fans in the building. I can't wait. Thanks, Ryan. All right, that the voice of Dan Duva. The Golden Knights defeat the Anaheim Ducks three to two in overtime. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Anaheim Ducks 3-2 in overtime. Postgame injury report is brought to you by the Valley Health System, the official health system of the Vegas Golden Knights. No injuries to report. Alec Martinez did take a puck off of the throat, but played in the remainder of the game, so... Nothing to report in terms of injuries. Vegas, playing in their first game in five days, didn't have much rust to start, though it was Anaheim who opened the scoring on a wicked shot from Ricard Raquel. Ducks come in. Smith nearly knifed down a cross-ice pass and allowed Coughlin to play the body of an attacker far side. Now a left circle shot. They score! Ricard Raquel from the left circle. And the Ducks take a 1-0 lead. That's Raquel from Fowler at 10.09 of the first period to make it 1-0 Anaheim. The Golden Knights would have a power play opportunity, which proved uneventful, though Alex Petrangelo would tie the game. Vegas gets the puck in the offensive zone. Petrangelo centered, 
Up the slot, Theodore back to the right, Petrangelo shoots, he scores! Petrangelo from the right circle ties the game. 1-1 tie in the final three minutes of the first period. That's Petrangelo from Shea Theodore and Keegan Colazar at 16-28 of the first period to make it 1-1. We head to the second period, and the Golden Knights needing a spark would get just that from William Carlson. Carlson down the middle, shooting, he scores! Defenders draped all over him. He's still got the shot away. Pokes it in by Gibson. Vegas takes a 2-1 lead. That's Carlson from Alex Petrangelo at 9-10 of the second period to make it 2-1 Vegas. We head to the third period now, and fighting throughout the period, the Ducks would get a fortuitous bounce and tie the game. Up into the air, towards the middle, Henrique scores! The weird Karam got the puck back in front, and Adam Henrique back in the lineup as the fourth line center scores to tie the game 2-2 two two with 8.55 to go in the third. The Golden Knights would challenge this goal from Henrique. Assists go to Ricard Raquel and Sam Steele at 11.05 of the third period, though it was an unsuccessful challenge for a missed stoppage in play. The Golden Knights thought Raquel played it with a high stick. The NHL determined that was not the case. The goal stood so we go to the overtime, and it was something special, and Marc-Andre Fleury would make our AAA insurance save of the game. Raquel finds it behind, feeds the man in front of shot, pad save, another stop Fleury! Two stone-cold saves on Lundestrom! AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair, discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. And after Marc-Andre Fleury would make the saves, William Carlson would score the goal. Now a lead pass, Carlson, and all alone, backhander, he scores! William Carlson, his second of the game, wins it in overtime! His 12th career goal against his own club. Vegas wins it 3-2. That's Carlson from Smith and Theodore at 3.23 of overtime to make it 3-2 Vegas. Let's head over to Pete DeBoer as he addresses the media after tonight's game. Yeah, you know, he's been a little snake bit uh, lately, so it was nice for him to, to get a couple. I think both happened so quickly, and he was under pressure on both of them that he didn't have a lot of time to think and just... just uh, you know, reacted and, uh, you know, I, I thought uh, two obviously key plays in the game. Well, uh, Brian Blessing, Sportsbook Radio. Go ahead, Brian. Brian. Hey, could you just talk about Petrangelo's game and, and maybe just that transition stage of settling in and getting better every night? Yeah, I thought he was outstanding tonight. I thought, uh, you know, I thought he controlled the game when he was on the ice and, um you know, it, if not his best game, it was one of his best games here. And and I agree with you. I think every game he's getting a little more comfortable in what we're doing. And uh, so I, I thought he was excellent. Danny Webster, NHL.com. Go ahead, Danny. Danny. They beat along those lines about Petrangelo. When you put Theodore and Alex together, is that what you envision, especially on Alex's goal, the space they can create? and the, the passing they can do to set up that goal? Is that what you envisioned yeah. with that? Spacing? Well, I mean, you know, obviously two elite offensive thinking defensemen. Um, and, you know, when, you, when you're 
defending against two guys like that, uh, um, you have to respect both of their ability to uh, to uh, make plays and, and or beat you, you know, with their feet. So uh, I think you get a little bit more room, and I think that was the case on that goal. I thought uh, they created some room for themselves, you know, just with uh, what they're able to do and got a great screen in front. And, you know, again, I, I thought our fourth line was really good tonight right from the opening uh, shift of the game and got some good traffic in front of uh, one of the best goalies in the league. Next, we'll hear from Alan Snell of Las Vegas Sports Biz. Go ahead, Alan. Alan. Hi, Pete. Um, can you please discuss what uh, Fleury's performance this season has meant to uh, the franchise and the team this year? Yeah, well, I mean, he, he's been consistently our best player. Um, thought he was excellent again tonight. And, uh, you know, what are you going to say? I mean, I thought a couple of those saves in overtime to, to find a way to, to keep us in the game, to give us an opportunity to win it. Uh, we're, we're vintage uh, uh, flower. And, um, you know, not much more to say other than that. Chris Chapman, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Go ahead, Chris. Chris. Hi, Pete. Uh, Golden Knights are extremely successful against the Anaheim Ducks. I know this year you guys have won, I think, five of six from them. But all the games seem to be pretty close. So how how difficult is it to beat an opponent so many times when these games are really seeming to come down to it, just a couple of plays? Well, it's, it is really tough because, um, you know, that, that team plays hard and they make you uh, earn your opportunities and they defend really well. Um, and so, you know, we, you have to go into the game with the mindset that uh, you're willing to win a one-goal game, a low-scoring one-goal game. And, you know, the odd night you'll, uh, you'll open them up and, and get a few more. But I, I think we've gone in. We went in today, I know, prepared to – to win one nothing or two one and and uh, you know that's exactly what we got. Our last question will go back to Brian Blessing. Go ahead, Brian. Brian. Pete, along the same lines, uh, you're about to see Minnesota, and just as the season's progressing, it's turning out there is no soft touch in the Pacific Division. The the Wild are playing great, the Kings are playing great, and the, and the Ducks give you a good push every time you face them. Every night's a tough night. Yeah, I, I think uh, we anticipated that, um, particularly with with uh, you know back to back games against a, a lot of opponents. It, it's really hard to beat teams multiple times. So um, now this is going to be a great test coming up with Minnesota. They're they're playing very well right now, and you know really running through uh, some good teams. So uh, great test for us coming up this week at home. We'll end it right there. Thanks for your time, Coach. Have a great night. And that was head coach Pete DeBoer with tonight's postgame interview presented by Nevada Eye Physicians. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance postgame show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
AAA Insurance post-game show. The Golden Knights defeat the Anaheim Ducks 3-2. 12-4-1 on the year for the Golden Knights. You know, I, I look at this game, and we talked about it in the pregame show. This was setting up to be a letdown game for the Golden Knights. And my argument is simply great teams don't lose letdown games. Like, good teams can. Good teams do. Great teams, it's fewer and farther between. And and I, I made the claim in that pregame show that the Golden Knights, when there's been an opportunity to prove that they are a great team, when there's been an opportunity to send a message to the rest of this division that they are contenders, when there has been an opportunity to send a message to the league that this team is a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. They have shown up and gotten the job done. And for me, this was another test in that proof. This is a team that is contending for a Stanley Cup this year. Because as we've talked about it, we've mentioned it a few times here. Monday, the Minnesota Wild are in town. The Golden Knights are going to play two games against Minnesota. They've not seen that opponent yet. Minnesota's playing incredibly well. At a thrilling, thrilling overtime victory today, the Minnesota Wild did over the LA Kings. And you have fans in the building. The Golden Knights could have easily looked past this game. And they got the job done because great teams find ways to win these types of games. And day in and day out throughout this young season, the Golden Knights have found ways to win these games. That's why they're for real. That's why they're a contender. That's why they are among the best in this division and knocking on the door of of the best in this league. We're back with more here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Anaheim Ducks 3-2 in overtime. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Solar and Windows. The Anaheim Ducks open the scoring early on in that first period, but then it's the Golden Knights that battle back, and my night to shine, Alex Petrangelo, draws the Golden Knights even. So you go into the second period tied up at one apiece, and William Carlson makes an absolute play. It's a stretch pass from Petrangelo. It springs Carlson. He's got three ducks draped on his back. Falling to the ice chip shot over the shoulder of John Gibson William Carlson versus the world William Carlson won the world nothing two to one and then you go to the third period and it's a it's a moment where the Golden Knights could have let this one get out of hand Adam Henrique ties the game on a play that you know 
Was it a high stick? The NHL says no. We're going to go with that ruling. The Golden Knights get assessed a delay of game penalty because of an unsuccessful challenge. And then they get a strong penalty kill. Get to overtime. And who is it? William Carlson. He talked pregame with Dan Duva about wanting to be more involved, to get more touches on the puck. And I'll say, the touches he got tonight, he made the most of. Beautiful play by William Carlson to ice the game 3-2 to two in overtime. And none of it, I mean, none of it could have been accomplished if not for Marc-Andre Fleury's wizardry in overtime. He didn't have a ton to do through 60 minutes, but, I mean, he made up for it in overtime with some remarkable saves. Marc-Andre Fleury just continues to win. The Golden Knights continue to win, and it sets up an absolute beauty of a game on Monday. Vegas versus Minnesota. Kirill Kaprizov is going to be at T-Mobile Arena along with 2,600 Vegas Golden Knights fans. I cannot wait. We will be with you on Monday with the pregame show starting at 6 p.m. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance postgame show. Extended postgame show is next on the Vegas Golden Knights radio network presented by Dollar Loan Center. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Anaheim Ducks 3-2 in overtime. Fun game. Interesting game, to say the least. We talked about it in the pregame show. This was a letdown game. This was a trap game. The Golden Knights expected to play on Thursday. That game against San Jose was postponed because of COVID. And so for the Golden Knights, it's, it's a situation where you don't play a hockey game since Monday. And the rhythm of the season... Uh, for the second time for the Golden Knights, it's kind of been thrown out of whack a little bit. You have a longer stretch of time than you were initially anticipating. But it was also a blessing in a way for the Golden Knights and specifically Marc-Andre Fleury. Because quite frankly, Marc-Andre Fleury has played a lot of hockey. And any chance with Robin Leonard still unavailable due to an injury, any chance you have to get some days off for Marc-Andre Fleury, you need to take them. But you also need to win the games when you come back. And this was, in my estimation, a prime example of what could have been a letdown game for the Golden Knights. They didn't let it happen. 
How impressed are you with the fact that they did not let that happen in this game? 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us here, answer that question. We've got Stephanie on the line. Stephanie, how are you doing tonight? I'm great. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. uh, You know, you had asked about, like, who you're impressed with. Um, And uh, Petrangelo and Shea Theodore together, they got a plus two, plus three on the plus minus. And, uh, like, it's really good to see the two of them working together really well on the ice because before, before, sorry, before, um, you know, it seemed like they were having a hard time. They both played really aggressive. And just it's good to see them together and scoring, getting getting stuff happening. You know, I – I would make the argument, and you're absolutely right. Like Petrangelo and Theodore, that's that's starting to to groom them, like to, to move into that direction where it's a pairing that could dominate this league. But a lot of the ability to go with Theodore and Petrangelo as a pair is that you've got White Cloud and Martinez who are starting to kind of find that chemistry too. I, I think you look at the back the back end, the blue line for the Golden Knights. There's a lot of opportunity to mix and match and get what you need for each game. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's just it's seeing Petrangelo being able to be in that mix and do really well, loving it. Can't wait to see more. All right, Stephanie, are you excited about Minnesota? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, thanks for joining the show tonight. Thanks for the call, Stephanie. 702-876-1340 is the number. I, listen, I, I'm excited about Minnesota. I'm excited about this game, and I think it's going to be a good one for the Golden Knights. The The Minnesota Wild, they are a team that for a long, long time, you looked at them and you said, okay, they are right in the middle of everything. Like, they're not bad, so they don't really fall into the lottery, right? Like, they're not a lottery team. They're not going to pick in the top three or top five in the draft because they're they're not that team but they're also not the type of team that can get into the playoffs and go on a run and and make it make it interesting they're they're kind of right in that 7 8 that's what they are category and then you 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 wait and you wait for a player like Kirill Kaprizov and I'm talking about Kaprizov tonight because when we go to air on Monday for Vegas and Minnesota, expect Dan Duva and Gary Lawless to call Kirill Kaprizov's name early and often. He has been that good as advertised for the Minnesota Wild, and it's going to take a lot for the Golden Knights to slow him down. And specifically, Specifically, Alex Petrangelo and Shea Theodore, those two guys are going to be tasked with shutting down Kaprizov. And I'm very curious, I'm interested to see not just Alex Petrangelo and Shea Theodore, what they can do in terms of controlling the game offensively, but this duo as a shutdown pair intrigues me so much and you've still got a little ways to go before Braden McNabb is able to come back he's getting close that's good news 
We don't know exactly how far off it's going to be for Braden McNabb, but he's close. And so for me, if you can get Petrangelo and Theodore really humming along, you've got a dominant pair. And those guys can play long, tough minutes. They've done it. They've proven themselves capable of it. And that's really all you could ask for if you're the Golden Knights. 702-876-1340 is the number. The question I'm interested in tonight, what could have been a letdown game for the Golden Knights tonight against Anaheim is a game in which the Golden Knights went out and did what they needed to do. They get out of Anaheim with two points. Great teams do that. Great teams find ways to win these letdown games. How impressed were you tonight with the Golden Knights? 702-876-1340 is the number. We're back with more on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us here. Let me know, who, who stood out to you tonight? Most impressive player on the ice? I'll listen. I'd like to talk about whatever you'd like to talk about. I thought, it's, I thought it was impressive that the Golden Knights were able to go into Anaheim in what would have been, could have been, a letdown game, and they go and win. They get two points. And, like, I, I know we've talked about it this year where you don't want to concede a point. You don't want to leave one on the table for the other team. You don't want a three-point game. I'm not worried about the Anaheim Ducks picking up a point in this one. The Golden Knights didn't lose anything by Anaheim gaining a point here. You do what you got to do. you got to win the game. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Terry is joining us here on the Extended Post Game Show. Terry, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, man. This was a capper for, you know, I was in and out of both the Henderson Silver Knights and Golden Knights game as I was working. And, you know, the Henderson Silver Knights earlier, they knocked off the San Diego Goals, who are the Ducks uh, AHL affiliate. And then the Golden Knights won that thriller Oh, man, I'll tell you what, when I was listening to the overtime, I was like, wow, I wish I could be watching this right now because I keep hearing all these stops that Flurry was making, you know? Yeah. So uh, most impressive player for you tonight, Terry? Oh, most definitely William Carlson because of the fact that, you know, he had that above-average game. But not only that, he did it against his ex-team. I mean, you know, when you can do something against your old team, you step up real big. And he had the game winner at the end of the night. I'll tell you, it was kind of funny because when they were interviewing him, I kind of thought, oh, man, they, they should kind of lay off him for a minute because he seemed like he was pretty winded. <laughs> that third period, that third, the overtime was really a war, man. And both goaltenders were really outstanding, even though the Knights, you know, they, they pulled it out. Carlson got that goal. But, yeah, I'd, I'd say Carlson because he had, you know, he had the two goals. He had, um, you know, he did against his old team. You know, I think that was the most important thing right there. All right, Terry, thanks so much for the call. 702-876-1340 is the number. I, I, I look at this game, most impressive player, Terry says William Carlson. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, okay, I'm a little partial. For those of you that listen to the pregame show, you know that uh, Alex Petrangelo was my night to shine. You know that I called a multi-point effort for Alex Petrangelo. He delivered. It's the Wallace night to shine bump. I'll take it. Dylan Coughlin didn't get his first NHL goal. Might have missed the mark a little bit on that one. But, I mean, William Carlson sat down with Dan Duva pregame for an interview. And Carlson talked about wanting to be more involved, wanting to touch the puck a little bit more. And, and Dan and Gary, throughout the broadcast, kept coming back to one line from William Carlson. And that line was, sometimes it feels like I'm just out there. And for a player like William, who wants to be a difference maker every single time he's on the ice, that sentiment has to be a tough one for him to just acknowledge. Top line center. And like I, I get it. The, the Golden Knights are kind of moving around some things and they're trying different line configurations. They're going for more depth so that they can roll four lines and get advantageous matchups. But I mean, for William Carlson, this is a guy that has great, great offensive instincts. And you want him playing with swagger and confidence. And if you're looking for a game from just a production standpoint that could give William Carlson the confidence that you hope he plays with, it's this one. I mean, the overtime winner was fantastic, but it wasn't even his best goal in the game. And that was the 2-1 goal where he's cutting through three Anaheim Ducks, and he chips that puck over the shoulder of John Gibson. William Carlson had a heck of a game because he scores the two goals. But beyond that, it's not just that William Carlson was good tonight. William Carlson was very good on Monday. You don't get necessarily the same fanfare. One assist versus two goals, one of which is the game winner in overtime. But William Carlson has been very good for the Golden Knights this season. Defensively, he's always there. He's always, always working. He's never outworked on a shift. In any zone, neutral zone, defensive zone, offensive zone, doesn't matter. He's never outworked on a shift, ever. You just want to see the pucks fall for Carlson a little bit more. And hopefully, tonight, starts that process with a little bit more regularity because getting William Carlson going and to a, a greater extent Riley Smith who did pick up an assist in tonight's game but you still need more from Riley Smith for this team to really hit their stride and really have the the offense clicking on all cylinders you need Carlson to be effective you need him to be producing and you need that to be consistent 702-876-1340 that's the number if you'd like to join us here we're going to take a break be back with more on the extended post game show fox sports las vegas Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. 
Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, the Golden Knights, three. The Anaheim Ducks, two. Vegas wins in overtime. Marc-Andre Fleury, fantastic again in overtime, specifically. I mean, he was good through 60 minutes. He was really, really good in overtime. And, you know, you, you look at Marc-Andre, you look at the run that he's been on with Robin Leonard unavailable. And, and that, to me, is one of the biggest stories over the next seven to ten days. When will Robin Leonard be available for the Golden Knights? Because while this is a truncated schedule, while you're going to be playing a lot of hockey – it picks up immensely for Vegas in the month of March. The Golden Knights are going to play 17 games, 17 games in 31 days. They're going to need Robin Leonard healthy and available, and you need to rely on that tandem. Now, obviously, you don't want to rush Robin Leonard back from an injury if he's not able to go then you're going to have to dip into the depth you're going to have to give Oscar Dansk a look you might have to go with Logan Thompson who served as the backup today like the Golden Knights might have to make a decision because the schedule as it stands right now Monday Minnesota Wednesday Minnesota and then a back-to-back Friday Saturday against San Jose. The following week, Monday, Minnesota. Wednesday, Minnesota. A back-to-back Friday and Saturday against St. Louis. The Golden Knights are going to play eight games in 13 days. And, And mind you, four of those eight games are going to be against the Minnesota Wild, who are currently second in this Honda West division. It's not going to be easy. This schedule for the Golden Knights is going to get difficult, and it's going to be hard if you've got one goaltender. Like, we've talked about it throughout this offseason. We've talked about it throughout the beginning of this season, how important it's going to be for Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard to be the tandem that gives you the edge over the competition. The hope, I think we all have it, is that at some point in the next four to five days, Robin Leonard gets on the ice, Robin Leonard's able to participate in practice, and hopefully you're able to, to go to Robin Leonard, probably not against Minnesota, but against San Jose, March 5th, March 6th, somewhere in there, that back-to-back situation against a rival, sure, San Jose, you can call them that still, I guess. Like, that's best-case scenario, I think, for the Golden Knights right now. So something to keep an eye on in practice. Marc-Andre Fleury, very, very good again tonight, but... Let's turn our attention for a minute to the Minnesota Wild. As I mentioned, this team in Minnesota, currently second place in the Honda West Division. The Golden Knights 
sit atop that division, 25 points in 17 games, 12-4-1, and one, a 735 points percentage. Minnesota, 18 games, 12-6-0, 24 points, a 667 points percentage. I mean, these two teams have been very good, as advertised. And there, were, uh, there was a brief moment, I think, when Minnesota was kind of going through their own COVID protocol situation earlier on this season where it, it wasn't necessarily clicking for them. They've been very good since coming back returning to play the minnesota wild are going to be a very difficult difficult matchup for the golden knights and as we've talked about with colorado this is a measuring stick game not just for the golden knights but for the minnesota wild and we've seen vegas in measuring stick games play well we've seen them play inconsistently And then we've seen them come back, make adjustments, and win a game handily. I'm talking specifically about the game Monday against Colorado. So, like, I I don't know about you, but I'm excited to see how Vegas and Minnesota match up. I really am. And then, you know, you've got Minnesota, two games. You've got two against San Jose back-to-back. Then you've got Minnesota again in Minnesota. That's also going to be a six-game road trip for the Golden Knights. So talk about getting back to fans in the building for two quick games, and then you go on the road for six. It's a tough stretch in the schedule for the Golden Knights, but that's what makes tonight so impressive. It's what's made the entire beginning of this season so impressive for the Golden Knights is the games they're supposed to win, they're winning. Even if the circumstances surrounding those games aren't ideal, they're finding ways to win those games. And it sets them up to have some wiggle room throughout these stretches where the schedule gets really tough. And it's going to get really tough, especially if they don't have the option of going to Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard. 702-876-1340, 702-876-1340, that's the number here on the Extended Post Game Show. We're back to wrap it up next, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Golden Knights defeat Anaheim 3-2. Most impressive player on the ice to me tonight was Alex Petrangelo. And most impressive because... When Petrangelo activates in the offensive zone, other teams have no match. He's an effortless skater. He's able to to create mismatches down low. And he's got a fantastic shot. Perfect placement on his goal. And then beyond the offensive, beyond what he does on that side of the puck, he, he can shut things down defensively. There's a play on Trevor Zegris where Zegris tries to come in. Petrangelo just steals the puck, stands up right at the blue line, 
makes a play, calm, cool, collected, stops everything. Now, granted, it's Zegers' third NHL game, but still, it's a play in which Alex Petrangelo essentially asserts his dominance on the game. And, and when you've got an alpha like Petrangelo dominating, asserting himself on the game, good things tend to happen. They happen for the Golden Knights tonight. Impressive win in my books. I don't care that Anaheim got a point. It doesn't matter that Anaheim got a point. What matters is that the Golden Knights got two. 12-4-1. That's the record. Tops in the Honda West division right now for the Vegas Golden Knights. They play the Minnesota Wild on Monday. We will be on the air pregame show at 6 p.m. Thanks to Jeff Rubino, turning knobs, keeping us sounding fresh here on the air. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.